The word of the day is pivot. Well, I, I guess that was yesterday, uh, Friday, when we uh, agreed on that word. Who agreed? Well, me and Steve Paybody, owner, along with his wife, of Triple Ren Farms out in Custer on the Zellro. Dylan Honkoop with you here on The Farming Show. Why pivot? Well, you can about imagine in this world of COVID, that's what everyone is having to do, right? That's what we heard in the first half when we were talking with Marissa from Sustainable Connections and how they had to pivot with the Whatcom Farm Tour. Farms, large and small, have had to pivot what they do as markets change and their ability to do things with social distancing and who wants what and, you know, who the customers are and, you know, food service to direct marketing to there's been a lot of pivoting going on. And, and, and so we talked a lot about that yesterday when I was out yakking with Steve Paybody uh, in the middle of his farm out, out in the, out in the middle of his Dahlia field. Um, we recorded a brand new episode for the Real Food, Real People podcast. By the way, this is The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad you're here this morning. Um, the Real Food, Real People podcast episodes come out in full on Monday morning, so you're going to have to wait until Monday for the full episode. But I do want to share part of that conversation with Steve Paybody here this morning. Listen in as he talks about just generally being a small farm and the challenges they face, how they branded themselves and how they've had to pivot in this new crazy world of COVID. Part of your success has to do with how you've branded yourself too, that people recognize who you are, you stand for something. We'll talk about that. How, how did, how did that come about? How did you decide? I mean, you explain how the name came about. How did you do the branding? How big of a role has that kind of played in, how you have put this together? Well, I think that um, with the popularity of social media, people are looking for stuff out there that they connect with. Yeah. Everybody loves flowers. So at the very beginning, we just started really picking up on the need to have good photography of the flowers we grow. There's yeah. a, I, I, I'm always reminded of this, especially here in Whatcom County, there are some incredible farmers here. There's some, some incredible growers of flowers and I'm surprised uh, nearly every year I, I learn of another incredible farmer or incredible grower, but nobody knows about them. Yeah. Right? The, 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 the people that know about them have met them or know somebody who knows them, <laughs> right? That's uh, why I'm doing this podcast because I want to <laughs> go get to know these people and allow a lot of other people to join in and also get to know them and like know their heart you know, yeah. for what they're doing. That's, that's, a, that's a very lofty goal. That's great. So, yeah, so we realized very quickly that we needed to present ourselves on social media. And even though most farmers don't want to take the time yeah. <laughs> to put content up, whether that's just pictures and a funny picture about what the cow is doing that day, uh, like Erica, she's doing a great job with her. The word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, Farmer girl. Oh, she's episode three. She's, of the podcast, oh, my, she? my third my third interview I'm, on Real Food, Real People. You can go back in the archives and look at it. I don't know or, if I heard that one. I've heard most it, of I yours, guess. but I, I might have missed that yeah. one. So sorry, yeah. Erica. I'll go immediately today <laughs> and listen to your episode. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just the just that connection. It really is just giving people a window into what you're doing, and uh, we try not to put pictures of us digging the dahlias in October when everybody's 
fingers are numb and it's <laughs> nasty outside <laughs> yeah. and you're just having to find joy from inside to keep but doing But isn't your that job. reality? That is. And we, we do post those occasionally, <laughs> but mostly what we post is, hey, do this kind of hard labor and look what it's going to do. Yeah. And the flowers and the beautiful side of it and not fo- try, not, try not to um, uh, gloss over the negatives. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what you do in life. There's parts of that that you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. If I was an accountant, it would be most of that job. <laughs> but there's, there's some incredible things about an accountant's job. I love accountants. <laughs> so uh, this is the highlight of what we do. Yeah. You see the finished product or you get to taste the produce or the blueberries or you get to have that perfect warty twisted pumpkin on your front porch <laughs> that's right that i grew pumpkins too yeah yeah we got a pumpkin patch in the fall um but yeah if you uh if you have the opportunity to come to a farm you get that window but then you kind of say hey remember when we went to triple rent mm-hmm. farm and yeah. ran to that dahlia festival that they have i would like to grow some of those here and get on our instagram or go to our webpage and you can see what flowers are available it's just off to the races from there Okay, go, give us the shameless plug. What's the web address? TripleRenFarms.com. That's easy, easy to remember. Easy peasy. Yeah, and farms is plural. That's the only thing that confused some people. And at TripleRenFarms, I think, too, is the like social media handle. Yeah. I don't know. The, the autofill thing will come up. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, the the Facebook, the Instagram. I, I Not really posting on Twitter anymore, but all those other platforms we're trying to get away from and just focus on a couple of them. Yeah. So, but you said earlier to me when we were setting up here, you have a background in IT as well. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody that. They'll call me for their computer problems. <laughs> well, they'll call you for their flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was in IT for a little while um, yeah. and uh, was basically on upgrading systems. So mm-hmm. the hardware side of things. Back when, back before uh, 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 the operating systems were so intuitive, and you actually had to uh, tell them where to go to access the hardware pieces or to the system boards or the memory back when you had to, you know, get down and dirty with that stuff. Now <clears throat> you just go buy it from the store, plug it in and, <laughs> and it, it works. Yeah. It, the, the wizards that come now are, yeah, <laughs> that's crossed. true. Yeah. As I saw you messing, messing around <laughs> trying to get everything to sync up. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, I have a little background in that, but uh, don't, don't really delve into that too much these days. What's... What's it like dealing with stress on the farm? Because, I mean, you come from a different background, not from farming, so you've experienced stress in different realms, you know, doing IT and doing stuff like dealing with camps and being like a minister and now farming, and they all have their own kinds of stress. How do you compare all those, and, and what have you learned through that journey how to deal with that? Um, not quite sure how to answer that. I, stresses are different. Yeah. Right. And, and, and sometimes it may be a guilty pleasure of mine to just get out in the fields and just weed dahlias <laughs> or, or get on the tractor and just mow. Let uh, the stress go. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're dealing with people, you, you, um, y- you just have to have to be a lot more observant because everybody's problems aren't the same. Uh, everybody's uh, recollection of the truth isn't the same. Yeah. And so everything's so different, uh, especially in our climate today. Uh, just so many things to think about and consider and um, just to be gracious with. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
I, I think that um, maybe part of uh, part of the blessing of going uh, of of having those different stress levels is I I realize a crop failure is not that big a deal. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it it certainly could uh, alter my future. Yeah, or it will alter my future. Let me just clarify that, uh, and it, and it may inform what we do next year, but uh, you know, spring is coming. There's a new season on yeah. the horizon, uh, and and so you, you've dealt with more stressful things than that in the past. Gives yeah. you a different perspective. Yeah, people dealing with interpersonal problems or with pressures that are life-altering, um, you know, stakes are so much higher when you're dealing with that, and as opposed to this, we we uh, we're going to get another shot next year to do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> So whether pros that's a good or bad thing, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Pros and cons. You put in a, you put in ten acres of raspberries, and lose those raspberries. Yeah. It takes you a while to recover. Or yeah. some of our our longer term crops. Yeah. If if we mess up with those, the the stakes are higher. But at the end of the day, we can recover from those. And so, with all of the pressures that's going on, and with all of the uncertainty in our society right now in the world. Um, those are, uh, those are much more monumentous as opposed to where am I going to sell my flowers? I, I'm concerned that I can sell all my flowers and, uh, uh, not to backtrack, but all of our planning this last January was for events, right? Overnight retreats. We got these cute little, I say cute, like I know what cute means, right? (laughs) But according to my wife, it's this cute little setup, uh, I, I just look at it as a lot of extra extremities, <laughs> lights and twinkle lights and lanterns. We that, won't, we won't tell, we yeah. won't tell her that you she think that. Hopefully she won't listen to this. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she spent a lot of time and a lot of effort making them just feel nice and romantic and homey. And you get into these little tents. So that's what you can do for overnight. And then in conjunction with that, having some different focuses in our workshops or our, um, our, uh, we do, we do farmer training. We do, we got a, we had a Dahlia camp set up for this year, trying to still pull that off in a, a different kind of way. Um, and, and all of that kind of, uh, has changed. So those, mm-hmm. those kind of stresses and those kind of pressures are related to what's going on right now. But, um, yeah, they're manageable. They're manageable. Cause at the end of the day, you got to get out here, got to keep your plants alive. Yeah manage everything and then uh, you just look at the flowers listen to the rooster crow in the background go out feed the hogs feed the animals everything's good again when you made the decision to go into this farming thing did you go full-time with it right away or were you kind of still part-time that was a side hustle and then it yes so for me it was it was was unusual is because somebody asked me to manage their property so they they did that again. That covered the land. I didn't. I didn't have to right. make a land payment. I didn't have. Um, uh, I didn't have to worry about rent because I was living in their house. Uh, but I was also working off farm, like mm. I think most farmers actually do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so working off farm, and then um, the flowers kind of, like I said, started as a, just a, an idea my wife had about what to do and. Uh, or just about an experiment she was doing that was successful. And so then what happened is we kept growing. And I would work on it before work and after work. Yeah. And uh, the, um, it just got so um, 
so big so fast that I stopped uh, my off-farm employment and then just jumped in both feet, full steam ahead. Was that scary? Um, it probably should have been. <laughs> Again, not paying to paying attention to those uh, to the sage advice that I was being given. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> uh, but it's we were just. Um, uh, we just were running into so many opportunities so quickly that uh, it wasn't that scary because I was, I, I, I was, I came to the point to where we had more opportunity than we had product. And so what we needed was to grow more flowers. Mm-hmm. So once we started doing that, then, uh, you know, the income came in at least for a little while. <laughs> Did, have you had a moment where you're like, why did I do this? Where you're not sure if you're going to make it? I know farmers kind of go ride that roller coaster where things are great and then they go through the valleys where things are like, I don't know, I'm not sure if this is going to work. Yeah, I think most small farmers anyways probably are there every year. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. go, okay. So we big did, farmers believe we, it or yeah, not too. <laughs> yeah, probably now, especially. I know some some dairy guys that are just like we gave away more milk this in the in the scariest times than yeah. um, than we you know years to make that to recover yeah. that so um, yeah. yeah sometimes it's good to be a small farmer <laughs> yeah double edged sword because twenty four hundred head of milking cows don't stop producing no. milk no and don't stop eating yeah you can't wait and have them produce milk when it's worth more right yeah well, <laughs> well we'll wait until everything gets back to normal and then we'll start milking again yeah no nah, just unfortunately that's not yeah. reality yeah so how with covid how is how are you it sounds like you guys are managing even though it's probably hurt the bottom line pretty badly yeah um again i think the uh the thing about farming is is not only is there the the science of growing and just everything it has to do with that. But there's, there's also a farmer has to at some degree be a entrepreneur or a businessman. And I think the key to entrepreneurship is flexibility, Mm. (laughs) seeing opportunity, seeing a hole in the market and filling it. Nobody grows good sweet corn. Okay. I'm going to grow sweet, sweet corn. You know, nobody, uh, we don't, we don't have a good, um, uh, a good beef producer, and I know we have great producers here. You're in just saying hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> nobody's growing ostrich in Whatcom County, so yeah. that's a great thing for somebody to be in if there's a market for yeah, it. Yeah, true. Not really right. sure that that would be a, a my yeah. first choice, but I thought there was somebody who did that oh, or does that. A, I probably I offended remember. somebody. They're like, "What? Oh, I got all these ostrich." <laughs> <laughs> so if you grow ostrich, yeah. uh, let me know. I'll get some ostrich from you. <laughs> if I recall, it was something that somebody tried and I don't know if it's still going. So I think you're probably safe there. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, so the the, um, the aspect of having to shift and to pivot, I think is, is in, you know, kind of in the whole, I mean, that's what you sign up for. Uh, sometimes Helps with an easier. annual crop too. It's easier than a perennial crop like you're talking about. It is, uh, yeah. So, and fortunately we have, uh, we have plenty of annuals, but we have, some perennials that kind of it helps too with that right so you you get a infestation of something and it knocks out one crop and okay well we we do still have blueberries yeah (laughs) we do still have roses and hydrangeas and all the other stuff so yeah um but in answer to your question i i think just really trying to um filter everything that we know is happening 
and realizing where the potential is and then it's kind of shifting. Uh, I got a good friend down in Seattle and his whole business, his whole, um, and he has, uh, I don't know how many people he's got working for him, but he's a, he's a wedding, um, uh, what does he call himself? Uh, he does everything. Like he'll, he'll do the catering, he'll do the planning, he'll do the flowers, he'll do, he'll set up the whole venue. So oh, wow. yeah, he's, he's a little bit amazing, I think. Yeah. Uh, but when this whole thing happened, of course, all of his events just said, mm, nope, we're not going to do them. And so he's, he's just doing something different until he can do weddings again. Cause that's what he really loves to do. Uh, he loves to choose the, you know, the linens and the everything make it just perfect for you and so um in the meantime he did a, a pop-up shop he was uh doing um little arrangements with uh some accents for your home decor and i thought man there's nothing that guy can't do yeah. <laughs> but he shifted because he obviously wants to take care of his employees and feed his family yeah. uh, and he put too much time and effort into his business to just watch it fly away so he did something different. It's working. And he'll probably have, well, not probably, I know he's anxious to get back into the, the wedding game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. As I, I would guess your wife probably is too. Yes. Yes. Um, we, there's a little bit of sadness that uh, so many of our weddings canceled and uh, more of them postponed. Uh, but again, it just gives us the opportunity to do something different in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, pretty convinced that they're not going to go away. People are still going to get married. And they're still going to want to uh, have a, a, a nice spread uh, with flowers. Mm -hmm. And so I know that'll come back eventually. Uh, it may be different. And uh, yeah. we'll pivot in accordance <laughs> and meet, the, meet what, what people need when it, when it starts to uh, run again. Pivot. It's, pivot. It's the word of the day. That's, there you go. I love that <laughs> word. Probably use it too much. If you like conversations like that with real farmers, the real people who grow the food that we eat here in Washington State, all over Washington State, and learn a bunch of new stuff about the specific farming operations, how they do it, as well as who the, the people are and get to know them better, I suggest you follow the Real Food, Real People podcast. Granted, I'm a little biased since I'm the host of said podcast. Again, I'm Dylan Honkoop here on The Farming Show on KGMI. Real Food, Real People podcast is uh, my project with uh, Save Family Farming and also sponsored by Dairy Farmers of Washington. Uh, Whatcom Family Farmers cooperating as Eastern Washington Family Farmers, Skagit Family Farmers helping out. Um, to share the real stories, find and discover and share the real stories of farmers all over Washington. So we would appreciate you subscribe on whatever platform you normally get podcasts. Go to the website, realfoodrealpeople.org. Um, uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, where you can see videos of some of our interviews there as well. Uh, and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at RFRP Podcast. We'd really appreciate the support and thank you for listening here. That's all the time we have on this Saturday morning on The Farming Show here on KGMI.